the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Jason, you can go ahead and bring us <clears throat> can in. I, can I ease time. into it? Can we do that? Where it's like, oh, we've been having so much fun this whole time. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. Well, this is fantastic. Here we are, another week uh, in quarantine 2.0. Seven five. I don't know. I don't know where we're at right now with it, but um, we are continuing to hold the radio podcast world down and continue to bring you guys some just riveting podcast comedy. Blah blah blah. How are we doing, everybody? Setting the bar too high, Jason. Too, My, too I just watched the up. the trailer for Dune, and I am amped up right now. So. Everything is epic. Every word, everything that I say and do is going to be. Followed by a huge sandworm. Okay, uh, I, we like. How are we doing, Brian? How are you this week, my friend? You are I, you still the busiest man in Charlotte? I am having a good week. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's I already I spent easily twelve hours today, unaware that it was Wednesday. Uh, oh man, that says uh, a lot. Yeah, you're either that means you're either drunk or really busy, and I'm pretty sure it's probably a combination of those things. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it I know is. you. I've, I've done all the drinking, all the day drinking, <laughs> and all the work. That's how I'm choosing to cope. Good. Alcohol and, and labor. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib, sir. Good, good for you, ma'am. So you have been saying busy. I know you. You finally put the news out. Yeah. Um, so please my... do tell tell the listeners. My um, production company, uh, Balto Creative Media here in Charlotte, uh, got hired by uh, Steve Smith and uh, Gerard Littlejohn. Steve Smith, Agent 89, former uh, Carolina Panthers and Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Ow. Steve Smith, they said, uh, we want to produce a podcast and we'd like to produce it with you guys. And uh, so we were like, only the best, only the best. Who's exactly the right. best? And we, we, we started recording episodes and iHeartRadio bought it. And so starting uh, episodes of that show will launch uh, September 15th. We've got 16 shows in the can already. So uh, you sly uh, devil. No- <laughs> Look at that. He's been doing it under the radar. Yes. That is and, fantastic uh, news, man. That's got to be that's got to feel good. It is exciting. You know, it, it, it's um, interesting because Steve is uh, the people who are familiar with his work on the field. Um, will have certain expectations of what this podcast is going to be. And they will be equal parts happy with what they're going to hear and very, very surprised at the Steve Smith that shows up in a lot of these podcasts. So it's interesting. He's not going to like fight his co-hosts or anything like that on there. Maybe. It has never. Okay. Uh, Maybe around episode 20. I will say this. And that's not a criticism just for everyone to know. (laughs) That wasn't me criticizing. That that guy was awesome. I would totally listen to that. Tenacity is the word that comes to mind. Uh, I will say this. Episode 
I'm not sure now what episode we're going to release this, but he recorded a two-part interview with Michael Vick, and it is unlike anything I've ever heard before. That's and, fantastic. And, yeah, so it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a great run. Uh, we're dropping two episodes on September fifteenth. Uh, New Orleans Saints uh, defensive back Malcolm Jenkins will be episode one, and uh, WWE superstar The Miz is uh, episode number two. So, yeah, he's got he's covering a lot of ground here. Okay. Yeah, he really is. It's gonna be great. I, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm exhausted. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not surprised. Steve Smith seems like uh, he wouldn't do anything like this unless he went 110 yeah. percent. And and it was just it's just going to be fascinating just because that's who he was as a as a player. I'm certain that's who he is as a person. And uh, congratulations to you, man. That that is uh, uh, that is praise uh, for him to bring you on. And congratulations. You deserve it, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, so look for it. Uh, the trailer's already up at, at uh, iHeart and on, uh, I, w- I want to say it's on Apple Podcasts already, but there's a two-minute trailer uh, for the podcast. And you know, if you go to iHeartRadio's website and search under podcast for Cut To It is the name of the podcast. Very cool. Uh, you can find it at iHeart. So it's all, yeah, it's, it's all happening very quickly and very exciting. Yeah, I think I saw the logo out there. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Now, you've, 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 some, of the, some of the folks listening may have heard uh, a voice in there chiming in as well. Uh, we're so pleased to have a very good friend of the podcast. Um, we would have her back uh, more often if we could, but then the world caught on fire. So we, we really haven't had her back in a minute. Um, the very funny Lauren. <laughs> you could pick one earthquake, tornadoes, uh, things are freezing, things are on fire. The very funny and talented and brilliant uh, Lauren Ainsley is here. Hello. Hello. Clap, guys. Welcome back. That was supposed to be a, a, a round of, of applause resounding. <laughs> We're so glad to have you back. How have you been? Thank you. I'm very pleased to be back. I'm surprised, frankly. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were surprised that we had you back. <laughs> it's going, you know, I mean, I don't know about you all. But this is my first global pandemic and um, not a fan. No. You didn't Not know. a fan. <laughs> what was your Yelp review of the global pandemic? <laughs> um, what is the least amount of stars? Negative 2,020 stars. That, that's great. That might be an ongoing uh, question for all of our guests. What's your Yelp review of the pandemic? <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Service good. is terrible, first of all. Well, Brian's would be kind of like four out of five i would think yeah, you know I, I can't everything everything's coming up balto in this thing I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry, this is my time baby well uh, you know what Lauren, let's get into the pandemic because it has been uh, it's been hitting people in in different ways everyone's having their own their sort of own experience with this they're managing it in certain ways for better or worse they're what the pandemic was in march is not what it is today uh, so when this all kind of first hit, like what 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 did you do? I mean, you 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 took a giant leap and and started a company and and I mean, just just at face value, you think, oh dear God, how's Lauren doing? You know, <laughs> uh, well, how'd you handle you guys, it? Mark? I appreciate you checking in with me six months after. Um, so wait, wait, hold on. Now, to be fair, I believe I did check in with you early, did I? You not? did. I Jason okay. did not, but you did. So thank you, Brian. I was I was preparing for Mad Max. It was it was all everyone for themselves. You um, Jason has been working out like he's training for the Olympics. So Absolutely. I think he is expecting some sort of apocalypse. Oh, that's yeah. great. Good for you. Yes. I have a sensei now. Shit is real. 
<laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You're part of the Cobra Kai now? Uh, yeah, I watched the <laughs> toughest race uh, in the world. If you've got seen that, I'm signing up. If, the, if we make it through this, I'm signing up for the next one. I'm going to do it. I'm learning how to do I'm I'm like kayaking. I'm mountain climbing. I'm doing all this shit because daddy wants to stay around. Okay. So how, so in March, uh, the world falls apart. What do you do? Uh, cancel all my shows. <laughs> Let every refund all the tickets. Um, you yeah, and every so, other booker out there. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so everything was canceled, you know, and, um, so I was actually, thinking to myself, you know, no problem. I can last two weeks or a month till this whole thing blows over. Not a problem. Um, you know, that was six months ago. So it's definitely, it's definitely been, been a while. But um, so I was actually on a call with some other creatives in Charlotte and someone mentioned, um, this was back in March, someone mentioned that Broadway was going to be closed until September. And my first reaction was, I can't wait that long to do a show. I can't, sure. I can't wait that long. So um, I had seen that Carmen Morales out in LA, um, amazing comedian, she was starting to do Zoom shows, Zoom comedy shows. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, maybe I need to do a virtual comedy show or something. So well, did, um, you, did you put any feelers out there? Because I think, you know, I, you as a comic as well, your first reaction to doing a, a virtual show is a little cringe, right? I mean, right. I, I don't, I don't think anyone's bashful about saying like, oof, man, that's a little different, but go on, go on. Yeah. So I actually attended one of Carmen's shows to get a feel for it. Wow. And then I did ask two comedians if they'd be willing to do a trial run show just for friends and family. And so, um, did that, invited people. And I was just sitting at the keyboard, like trying to figure out like the different settings and stuff. Cause you know, zoom, was totally blasted with customer inquiries and sales and there was zero people to help set this up i just learned something on zoom today that i didn't know that i could have used six months ago there's so many features wow. and capabilities so research I'll, I'll be honest i didn't know what zoom was yeah before march i didn't i really had no idea it's i don't uh -huh. live or yeah. work in that environment and I feel like a lot of people kind of maybe had that same thought. And had, uh -huh. had you used it for work before or was this just- Not something? for work. I think I had had, I'd actually had interviewed for another company and I had like eight hours of interviewing. Guess what? Didn't get the job. Uh. <laughs> um, but that's okay because if I did, I probably wouldn't have still have that job either. So it all works out. <laughs> so I had, I had experience with Zoom. I had never had an account or anything, but I got an account and then kind of tested it out. Um, yeah, so just kind of trial by error, you know. Wow. I, uh, I have to believe the people at Skype are kicking themselves. Skype I was like perfectly that, yeah. set up to be. So what know, happened? For this. It's a good, it's a, it's a good point, bro. So what happened? I think, I think Zoom, um, just beat them to, uh, beat them to the punch in that, you know, Zoom's capabilities, um, outpaced Skypes, and then it was just the perfect storm, and then the and then the the um, apocalypse started. And I was gonna say yes. Yeah, so you meant before March, Zoom right. kind of uh, swooped in, if you will, and kind of took over the the corporate uh, that yeah. corporate need. You're saying? Yeah, and wow. um, you know, Skype didn't have the uh, ability to take you know many many multiple streams, like literally hundreds of multiple streams, and put them in yeah. one room. 
and um, Zoom already had that. And then this was just Zoom's moment, kind of like what's happened with me over the past yeah. six months. <laughs> You're the Let's Zoom of the to, pandemic. Let's bring it back see? to Brian. Let's, yeah. It all goes back to Balto. Uh, don't hurt your back. Patent yourself <laughs> on it. Brian, good job. <laughs> Uh, so, so in a in a in a very short amount of time, you went from having all of these shows that you had uh, that you had booked to just pulling them, probably losing some money, I assume, mm -hmm. and just the 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 key word that I keep hearing a lot uh, in this pandemic is you is pivot mm -hmm. and say how do I how do I do this? How do I continue to do this in some way? You saw somebody else do it, and you said I can do that. Mm -hmm. began your research. I, I'm not at all surprised that you have research behind the decisions that you made uh, <laughs> knowing you. So, um, so how'd it go? You said you, you did, you did a, f a family and friends one with a comic or two and then. Yeah. So that went really well. And then I booked them for an actual show. Now I do want to let you all know, like I struggled with pricing and having confidence to charge anything for my live shows. I, most of my shows were free for the first three to six months of hosting. So I was just starting to get more comfortable with ticketing my in-person events. Uh, so charging a fee for a Zoom show was a big risk in my opinion, but I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to carry the trend forward of doing free because I keep hearing a, a, a lady that I, that I know that I'm so impressed by is Stacey Cassio. I think you probably know her, Brian. Yeah. She's with the Pink Mentor Network and she says creativity isn't free. And that's something I've never wanted to not pay my comics or not elevate comedy as an art form, which is really one of the things that I'm really wanting to work on with my production. So I started charging for shows and the big difference with a lot of shows is uh, comics that have gone virtual. I think um, it's just a different structure, but some are doing like Facebook lives. But you don't have that live interaction with the audience. So you're missing that laughter. So Zoom has right. been my, from my experience, the closest that you can get to a live show virtually right now. Right. Yeah, so. you hit on a couple interesting things. I mean, uh, pricing in general, and there is this this thought that I've heard this before on, uh, you know, that people, there's a, a degree of hesitation to charging for shows. There's all this other logic behind it where, you know, if it's free, people are less invested. It makes it for, makes for not, you know, a good audience. You've worked, you work that out, but again, you're put in a position to say, what do I charge for these things? And I'm not going to ask you necessarily what you charge, but I mean, has that, has that changed? Has that evolved mm -hmm. uh, since you've started doing it or? Um, it stayed consistent because I didn't want to charge too much. Now I did have, I did have a, a Sean Patton on my show. We were actually going to be doing. Big fan um, of Sean Patton. Yeah. Yeah. We had talked about doing a live show, but of course that never came to fruition. Um, so we did. So my shows are $10. I have done free shows. My anniversary, my anniversary was in quarantine of one year of yearly funny. <laughs> and I did a free show. Congratulations. Um, I've done. Yay! Hey, I got it deal. six months, it and then I got more six months in quarantine. So, <laughs> um, so that one was free, and I've done some shows where it's like the most recent show I did was a teacher appreciation show, and if you were a teacher, you got to come for free. John Patton's show was twelve dollars, so really just trying to figure it out. Um, I lost so much money though because I was doing them weekly. Yeah. 
and I was charging what you would have paid a headliner and a feature, probably in a club. Wow. And the ticket sales just were not there. So I, I decided I just had to make the decision to back off and just go from weekly. I, I did that for, I want to say a month and a half, and then I backed off to monthly from there. Monthly as in just for barely funny, but I mean, are you, I gotcha. Okay. So you're not saying you, you, you don't, you do more shows than that, but for barely funny specifically. Gotcha. Yeah. So barely funny, virtually hilarious is my <laughs> online show name, which I think is really cute. That's and so, fantastic. yes, yeah. thank you. So my whole thought was, okay, well, if I'm selling out shows left and right, like I was in person on these virtual shows, I can just keep doing this every week. But the big difference and what made me appreciate my venues even more, my venue partners, is they're, they bring the audience. They have the audience built in because they have fans of their breweries or their tap rooms or their venues already. So that was part of the appeal with the in-person shows, which makes me appreciate performance spaces so much more in this experience because you go from having a sold out show at a brewery to having maybe pulling teeth to get 10 people to buy a $10 ticket for a virtual show. So there's definitely a big um, difference between an in-person and a virtual show. Your expectations are different. The experience is different and the crowd, you can expect a, a lower turnout than a live show. As in like no shows kind of thing, or you just mean... Yeah, no shows, um, but then also just lower interest because it's weird. People aren't used to it. Um, yeah. Maybe they're on Zoom all day at work and it just doesn't appeal to them. Yeah, um, right. I have found it to be very cathartic personally because it's a way of, of connecting with people that you can't see in person in groups. So, um, but there's also a lot of free content out there. So Sure, you know, that's true, yeah. But you just have to kind of differentiate yourself. Well, it also that. seems like, and this is just from a somewhat of an outsider perspective, that not everyone's having, I mentioned this earlier, not everyone's having the same experience. There's some people who are locked down, still locked down, staying home, isolating themselves for whatever reason, whether they have someone who's, you know, immune compromised, whatever it is. And then you have some people who are kind of going out sometimes, their lives are-, are Oh, do to... you mean everyone in South Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> it is true. Yeah. I mean, so many people are kind of on their way out. So therefore the, the virtual, the idea of virtual shows isn't as- I don't know. It's uh, the, the niche is kind of fading away or whatever. Just, right. uh, just for some people, I don't know. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, this is no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, and I think as as things kind of slowly start to open up, as we kind of get a better idea of of what's happening, how this is all transmitted, how to stay safe now that people are wearing masks more and are you know are more comfortable with the whole six feet of distance or whatever, I think people are willing to go out more and they've missed it. So. Yeah, there is definitely, there's a mix, you know. Yeah. Um, so I did an in-person show, I think two weeks ago uh, at a venue and it was socially distanced, lower ticket sales, fewer capacity. Everybody had to wear a mask when they walked in the door. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I had a friend tell me, she's like, I'm just zoomed out. I really can't do any more shows. She was doing trivia regularly and she's like, I can't do anything on Zoom anymore. I'm just tired. She had the Zoom fatigue that you hear yeah, about. Sure, right. 
but there's ways that you can make it more fun but yeah every it seems like everyone's doing a comedy show everyone's streaming it on facebook live and or doing twitch or doing different things we're all trying to create our way but there are some people who are doing live outdoor shows mm -hmm. or live socially distanced shows or open mics being smart about it and of course you know the in-person you can't compete with the in-person experience sure well, listen, I'm excited to hear uh, what your pivot is going to be. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I'll give you a minute to think about it in case you were just like, oh, shit, I got to figure out what I'm going to do next <laughs> in, uh, in 10 minutes. But uh, we'll be right back. Uh, so stay tuned, everybody. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home. Because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your in person or virtual appointment today at orthocarolina.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're at the uh, Comedy Zone. Well, we're not at the Comedy Zone. <laughs> what, 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 this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, good grief. We're, we're not supposed to be there. Anyway, uh, welcome back, everybody. We have the uh, uh, very brilliant, talented uh, business person, funny comedian, Lauren Ansley is here. Uh, we're so glad to have you here, Lauren. And also, Brian Boltashevitz, Mr. Big Shot himself. <laughs> Yeah, Brian's here too. Uh. Yeah, Brian's here too. He's red in the face. Look at him. He's like, yeah, I'm, kinda, I'm a big deal. That's your new name on the show. The big deal. Uh, but we've been talking to Lauren about uh, uh, a lot of the Zoom shows and really funny and, and virtually funny, which is her, her new uh, virtual arm of her uh, amazing uh, comedy production company. And as, as things change yet again, six months uh, into a pandemic, and you know, people are maybe, like you said, Zoom fatigue, Kind of, what's your what's your next pivot? Where do you see this going? What do you, how are you making adjustments for this? Uh, you seem like such a resourceful person. I'm curious. So um, I've gotten an account on OnlyFans. You can follow me at. Um, do you know what that is, Jason? Brian, I don't. Brian is laughing. It's probably porn. I don't know. Brian was the kinky one out of the two of you. <laughs> it is. Um, it is an adult adult thing. Um, I am not on there, so it was what? a joke. That, you know what? I'm happy with 50% response at this point. I really am. Brian got it. So, but no, I've actually I've started getting into corporate events. Um, also, I 
loving that I'm back doing live events. I actually have a show at Dream Chasers Brewery in Waxhaw at the end of September. A beerly um, funny show? Yeah. Oh, that's Great. wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. So slowly starting to come back. It's half capacity. It's less than half capacity. Masked, advanced ticket sales only, you know, taking proper precautions, facing the seats out, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, have had some interest in some live shows, just trying to be strategic about it and careful, of course, and um, doing corporate events. So um, because companies can't have big gatherings in person, they're looking for creative entertainment. So um, I've actually, oddly enough, I've become a talent representative. I actually have an award-winning magician who I work with. He has a um, virtual magic and mind control act that has won the Ed Fest bouquet three years in a row. He's performed at for the Queen of England and in Vegas and for the Pentagon and for, and for Beyonce. <laughs> so he's a big deal. You already said so. the Queen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Queen Bay and Queen, Queen of Bay. England. Um, so I've gotten started with that and um, wow. working with other virtual entertainers just so that I know what they do and I can offer that service to companies. Um, and I mean, what are you supposed to do like for your virtual, for your holiday party? You don't have to cancel it. You can do like a virtual event and that would include hosting and coordinating and booking talent. So getting into that as well, just kind of creative ways that companies can stay engaged with their employees. So employee engagement's a big push right now. And yeah, I know they, they can't, there's so many conferences and, and things uh -huh. like that, that just all faded away. A lot of people I know had, had those scheduled and they just, they cut them until some of them until the spring. Yeah. So, there's this, so, so that is something that sounds like it's not going to go away. You've got your foot in the door there. Um, and it's just, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, just employees at home or, I mean, are, is there anything you need uh -huh. to do differently? I mean, what, what kind of a, how do you how do you mix that up or do you even need to well what's really cool is with virtual you can book entertainers from all over so um you know you can book book them from right here in charlotte or from across the country it doesn't matter I everyone's available everyone is free right now <laughs> and i actually have a client like out in the on the west coast oh my gosh i just said client i have a client uh, um <laughs> So weird out on the west coast we're doing a comedy show for them in the afternoon so like during the day so you're breaking all the rules of stand-up you're not you're no longer in this dark room cuddled together with you know the air conditioning is you know full blast so that you're uncomfortable and you're laughing mm -hmm. it's you're sitting in your living room or your home office and you're logged into zoom watching it on a screen so there are some differences so like I tell my performers this too, if they haven't done a show, shorter time. So you go from a 90 minute show to like a 60 to 75 minute show because attention spans are shorter, smart. shorter sets. So you might have multiple comedians doing shorter sets versus, you know, one doing a long headlining traditional set. Also, you're sharing a microphone. So um, Jason, you and I did a show together and you noticed the volume is not as loud as a live show so you might think you're not doing well but you are it's just we're all sharing the same microphone so it's not as loud and you have to pace yourself so you can actually cover more time with less material because you have to slow down so your tags it can't be tag tag tags you have to give them a chance to laugh and get your control of the microphone back so there's definitely some differences for the performers and for the attendees. And you of course have to tell them how to work their microphone. And if there's a dog barking or something, I'll mute their microphone. 
it's really fun to be able to have that kind of power <laughs> to, to mute someone. You can't do that in a live audience, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, that's brilliant. No, listen, I think, I think there's a lot of people who kind of wanted to do what you're doing and, uh, you either beat them to it or you're just better at it than them because you know what you're oh. you're one of the very few that I see who are who are consistent that's the one thing I have to compliment you on is that your consistency from your live shows and what you've done and the professionalism and the and just the draw that you have you your reputation of having a good show that's why you sell out so often so well I will tell you that I did run a um, information session for comedians who were thinking about doing a comedy show. I did host that. So I'm happy to share my knowledge. So if there is anyone listening who wants to try this, I'm always happy to chat um, to talk through it. I have also helped other comedians put on a show and work the controls on the back end just to make sure it works smoothly. Happy to do that. Um, there's just a few like production things on the back end you need to know about in advance because it takes a little bit more coordination in a live show you can't be over here talking to the next person before they go up hey be sure to do this or whatever it's harder to give a light over zoom <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know? yikes wow that is uh that's a scary proposition right yeah. there yeah uh what i mean any do you have any uh anecdotes of uh, people you were like kind of waving your arms <laughs> like get off get, i was a lot of <laughs> oh my uh, no, for the most part, all the comedians have been really great. Um, you can do private messaging. Oh, and that's another really cool thing about Zoom is the chat is actually surprisingly active. So in live shows, that's typically a no-no, but on Zoom, you can do a live chat. And Jason, the show you and I did was a fundraiser, and they actually did a silent auction in the chat where they doubled the money that they they um, sold tickets, but then they actually had a a, a prize that they were auctioning off in the chat. So there's all kinds of creative things you can do. I remember finding that very interesting that they, the number of tickets, let's say it was 50. I don't remember what it was, but 50 didn't mean 50 viewers. 50 meant 50 cameras, if you will, 50 mm -hmm. households and however many people were there. And there was one group they were at, they had like a, a screened in back porch or whatever it was, solarium, whatever. And there was probably a dozen people in there and they all mm -hmm. had signs for yes. like ha ha oh, that's right friends and uh, uh -huh. know, wells and all that kind of stuff they had a couple booze in there i never saw that when i was <laughs> no not so during much. your set no that no. would be ridiculous but they <laughs> definitely had it there uh it was a it's a fascinating experience uh to do a zoom show as a, as a comic i mean like i said you know i did yours yours is really the only one that i have done i said you know unless you're as good as lauren i will not do another one of these <laughs> well if anyone asks you then have them call me but <laughs> i do want to mention i actually it's not it's not directly comedy related so don't mute me but um one future possibility for comedy is vr virtual reality uh, there's a summit that's going on this week. It's actually an HR summit, but it's in virtual reality. So these people are wearing their headsets and they're actually attending and they have an avatar and you put your headset on and you're in an immersive experience sitting at home. That's pretty fascinating. Okay. Yeah, so, so, you know, it was a little weird because they didn't have any legs and they didn't have any arms. They just had hands and a bot, like a torso and head. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like a Lego movie kind yeah, of look, because yeah. I looked at it through, they streamed it on YouTube, but that is definitely a possibility, I feel like, in the future. 
because you know what's going to happen to these events we're going to have maybe hybrid events where it's in person and partly virtual right. um, maybe you have pods of people but you don't have the big gatherings necessarily for at least a while yeah i i, I don't think people are going to necessarily you know uh, follow the floodgates you know yep everyone's allowed to hang out together now well i can tell you that my folks aren't going to do that they're just not going to they're you know, they're a little bit older and they are, they're reserved. They want to spend as much time with us uh, as they can, you know, so they don't want to be running out and being around a lot of people. And they're not the only people who feel that way. So that's a fascinating sort of potential timeline I could imagine developing uh, of that everywhere. Just imagine yeah. just like the comedy zone getting a, get, having a virtual um, option. Because uh -huh. that's an un that's unlimited. That's unlimited. You can anywhere in the world. Super right? smart. It's a super smart idea. It's, I think it's definitely got potential for a strong business. Because suddenly, then sure. you can pick a seat that someone's already in. It doesn't matter. Uh -huh. um, yeah. All right, my wheels are turning. I'm going to go ahead and develop that. That's a good idea. At that time. Very good. You mentioned something before that uh, it's a little off topic, but comedy uh, is not considered an art form. Uh, that's, that's one of the things where you mentioned you wanted to change that, that. Well, I think it is, I think it is an art form and I think it should be respected. And that's part of the reason why I charge for my events because they're quality and they, the attendees, like you, you'd mentioned when you pay for something, you appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. And, um, I found that since ticketing my shows, the audience is, is so much more in tune and listening so many times it'd be just like you're over by the pool table performing in front of a jukebox and the game's on and no one's listening whereas no your tvs are off in the venue the chairs face the stage just like a proper comedy show it's just not in a comedy club yeah um because the i truly believe that comedy is an art form donnie millwater says it's also a craft i totally agree with him and it should be respected and it shouldn't just be it doesn't just comedy deserves more than to be in the back of a bar with no one paying attention the comedians are working really hard and they should be respected they're performers and they deserve the attention and it's not funny if you can't hear them i couldn't couldn't agree more could not agree more well i'll tell you you know we're gonna wrap it up here in a minute um where uh, where are you in six months from now? What are you looking forward to? Uh, let's say they they do open up and you have live shows. Like what what do you what do you want? What do you want comedians to do? What's just this is a free for all for for you now? I might actually start gardening and planting things out back and maybe homesteading. Um, <laughs> Home, homesteading. <laughs> That's a new trend. I like it. Ah. Uh, um, six months from now, I would hope to be doing socially distanced, smart comedy shows out live. I, I could still do a combination, um, corporate as well as in-person live events. Um, I also have my Lauren Ansley Comedy Productions brand. That's the corporate name. I know it's extremely unique, um, but didn't want to put beer, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, yes, uh, yes. for corporate. But Very smart. Um, yeah, so just still... I you know what? I still want to be in business. That's my goal. That's my goal. A year, 12 months ago when I quit my job and sold my house and used that money to invest in a year. Well, now we're at a year. So I just want to be able to keep going. Every, every show I book, every opportunity I have pushes the deadline out further before I have to, you know, go back hopefully not to a day job. But if I do, I'm sure that my employer who's listening right now will be 
assured that I am very fulfilled in my role and thank you so much for the opportunity to work for you and I hope it's a good benefits plan. But in general, I hope I'm still able to do this. That's just, that's all I want to do. Well, I'll tell you what, if I had uh, money to, to bet, I'd bet on you. I think you oh, have. Oh, thanks. Uh, no, I, th- I think you're great. You're a professional uh, start to finish and uh, also very funny and uh, great to work with. So uh, obviously we at the uh, Comedy Zone podcast wish you all the best. We will definitely have you back. We won't wait until the next pandemic before yeah, whatever, we have <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it won't be. Whatever the next thing is, it'll be. If, the, if it's flooding, we'll send a boat. You're coming on back on the show. Please. Thank please you. And thank you. Tell everybody again how they, how they can reach you. Um, you can reach me through my website, which I just refurbished. It's laurenansley.com. Also, beerlyfunny.com. Social media, Facebook, Instagram is the same. Um, Lauren Ansley Comedy and Beerly Funny. That's it. I sounded like I was going to add something, but that was it. that's it. <laughs> Lauren, is my is uh, my testimonial still on your website? Yes, it no, is. Oh, okay. And Perfect. it's got a nice graphic with it. And I have your logo up at the top for the podcast network. You oh, should fun. put, I, put the iHeartRadio logo next to that. Yeah, now. that's right. Uh, yeah. That. That's true. Because <laughs> he's a big deal. Uh, uh, man, that's really great. This, uh, this has been a lot of fun to talk to you. Uh, Brian, anything before we get out of here, buddy? You wanna, anything you want to push outside of the, you know, your new best friend? Yeah, my new best friend, uh, agent 89, uh, the, uh, Charlotte, uh, podcast festival.com. Uh, check it out the entire month of October, all, all things podcasting five days a week through the entire month. Uh, check it out. Charlotte podcast festival.com. That's going to be incredible. Uh, I won't be surprised if Lauren Ainsley is there because she's <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh, she doesn't have I, a podcast yet. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She might be taking over for Will. We don't. Will he stay home with the kids? Where is Will? Is he okay? Uh, Have you checked on him? Have you not checked on him in six months? No, he just stopped showing up to the Zoom meetings. We don't know what happened. It's a severe case of Zoom fatigue. I think. Oh yeah, that happens. That happens. And a baby. And, and a child. That's right. Uh, he may be back next week. Uh, we, we will, uh, well, we'll leave it up to him. I won't give him a hard time, but he's, he's juggling children. So, uh, anyway, that is our show, everybody. This has been the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, everyone uh, stay safe out there. Thank you again, Lauren, for coming. Balto, you're Thanks, the best. Guys. Glad for your success. I'm Jason Allen King. I'll see you guys next week. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>